Welcome back to our first ever This Day in Weather History Year in Review Special. This is the second part of our two-part episode where yesterday was dedicated to the events that played a role internationally that assisted in defining what has been just a gong show of a calendar year. Today is the Canadian edition. Hey, remember that today's episode comes paired with a podcast video that you can see on television, on the Weather Network, or online anytime at theweathernetwork.com forward slash weather history. So happy New Year's Eve, Canada. This has been your year in weather history. January 17th through 19th, Newfoundland, back-to-back blizzards. The year opened with a right honest clubbering of snow for Newfoundland. On January 17th, a powerful blizzard moved through Newfoundland and brought with it hurricane-force winds, a damaging storm surge, and record-breaking snowfall. And by record-breaking, I mean this one set an all-time daily snowfall record in St. John's with 76.2 centimeters on the 17th. That left the previous record of 64.5 centimeters back on April 5th of 1999 in a veritable snowdrift. Here now are a few words from then Premier of Newfoundland and Labrador, Mr. Dwight Ball. This has been a a very different uh, uh, weather event in our province right now. We've had quite a few in the past, but this one's very different. It's been historic, over 90 centimeters of snow, as you know, in some areas of our province right now. So it's having a profound impact on its residents. And we really do not know how much damage is done underneath, but in some cases been 15 feet of drifting. And so it's hard to determine how much damage is done, but you know, once we get the streets, we get, we get our communities open up again, we will be able to do that assessment. Thank you, sir. The city of St. John's was under a state of emergency for eight days in the wake of the storm. Then on January 19th, 300 Canadian Armed Forces troops arrived to help. June 13th, Calgary's costliest Canadian hailstorm ever. On June 13th, a hailstorm hit Calgary, Alberta, shredding siding on homes, smashing windows, and destroying farmers' crops. You know what, though? Our own Kyle Britton was there. Let's listen back to his recounting of the events. Well, the Calgary hailstorm of June 13th, 2020 will cost insurers $1.2 billion. Storm damage was concentrated throughout nine communities in the far northeastern suburbs of Calgary and could have easily been worse had the storm not made a right turn away from the city of Airdrie. Thanks a lot for that, Kyle. And it was some kind of record-setting expensive as well. Check this out. This was a particularly devastating uh, hailstorm uh, for the residents in Calgary and surrounding areas. It is the most uh, expensive uh, insured hailstorm in Canadian history. came out to $1.2 billion and has spurred uh, 70,000 claims, which is some of the highest numbers of claims that we have ever seen. August 7th, Verdon, Manitoba tornado. On August 7th, an EF3 tornado that was on the ground for 10 to 15 minutes packed wind speeds up to 260 kilometers per hour. It was a product of an intense series of thunderstorms in rural southern Manitoba and sadly killed two people while leaving another with injuries. So let's go back to that period in time now. Dozens of people are here cleaning up the wreckage from this tornado. Tammy Skelton lives nearby. She got into her vehicle and followed the tornado here and watched in disbelief. I hop in my vehicle and I start chasing this thing and watching it build and get bigger. And it hit this yard and it just exploded. It just instantly got massive. 
the cleanup here is going to continue on today, tomorrow, and likely for days to come. Bryce Hoy, CBC News, near Verdon, Manitoba. November 15th, rare November tornado. The average number of tornadoes for Ontario in a calendar year is between 12 and 13. But because it's 2020, of course, they had to destroy that number as if it was never even a thing. More than 40 tornadoes were reported this year in southern Ontario. This not only more than tripled the annual average, but it also far outstripped any other province. But for November? No one even in Tornado Alley USA expects a tornado this late in the year. Oh, but Ontario did it again. On November 15th, as strong storms rolled through southern Ontario, there was one more left to drop, and it cut a path through the northern section of the greater Toronto area, doing damage in the town of Georgetown. So just what happened this past year? Did something cause Ontario to go haywire with tornadoes? Or maybe did our ability to track improve suddenly? To reach their ambitious goal of locating every tornado that occurs in Canada, the Northern Tornadoes Project teamed up with the Weather Network this year, which gives the project unprecedented access to a vast resource of severe weather content. Right, so I had to find out more. I went looking for somebody, anybody who wasn't already on holidays that could help me out here. Aha! Meteorology manager at the Weather Network, Dana Vatisse. She'll know. She knows everything. Here at the Weather Network, we have an amazing audience who supplies us with photos, videos, and information about severe weather. By partnering with the Northern Tornadoes Project, we're able to provide this information to them. And in some instances, we've been able to connect the project with the people who have been impacted by that severe weather. This, in turn, has turned our audience into citizen scientists who are actually helping to further the research and the project. Okay, so this is a partnership or a sharing of resources. Who else does the Weather Network rely on for timely info like this right from the field? You know, like when it's going on. Our team of field reporters across the country have also aided in this project in providing assistance with field surveys to help determine if there was a tornado or not. And if there was, what was the EF rating of that tornado? And how is this aimed to help all Canadians? By partnering with the Northern Tornadoes Project, the Weather Network is able to provide some assistance in their reach and audience to help further along the research. The research being done by the project will then in turn provide us with a greater idea of the tornado risk across the country and help us to keep Canadians safer during severe weather. September. California wildfire smoke reaches Canada. We talked yesterday in part one of our first ever This Day in Weather History Year in Review two-day special. I really need to shorten that name. It takes so long. Anyway, we talked yesterday about the impact that the California wildfire season had on that state, but the smoke it produced spread much farther and much wider. In September, smoke from the historic wildfires in the U.S. West Coast pushed across every single Canadian province. For the East... The fine carbon particulate matter that hung in the atmosphere provided for beautiful sunsets that all would enjoy. It was not the same romance for the West. Western Canada was struggling through an unhealthy amount of smoke that was dropping the surface air quality levels categorized as hazardous. How hazardous? How about we try this one on for size? It was determined that the smoke in the air over Western Canada was hazardous enough to be compared with the equivalent of smoking 40 cigarettes in one week. 
Oh my gods, that makes me sick just thinking about it. And lastly, November will forever go down in most memories as the year when we saw a record number of named storms during the Atlantic hurricane season. In 2020, the Atlantic hurricane season was the most active and seventh costliest Atlantic hurricane season on record, and it made quick work of the English alphabet names from this year's list. We discussed this yesterday, but just like your favorite rock band, if you go to both nights of the same show, you're bound to hear at least one song played twice. This story grabbed the imagination of so many that it was just as big in Canada as it was around the world. So here we go again. These are the details from this record-setting campaign of Atlantic tropical activity. It featured 31 subtropical cyclones, 30 named storms, 13 developed into hurricanes, 6 into major hurricanes, 1 Cat 5. That was Hurricane Iota. It was only the second season ever to use the Greek letter storm naming system. The first was 2005. We all remember that one. It was the year of Katrina and Hurricane Rita. This has been the Canadian Year in Weather History. Thank you, thank you, thank you for being such a big support for something new at the Weather Network in Canada. I gotta tell you the truth, when I was asked about my interest in taking on this new endeavor, I was as excited as I was queasy about having to come to the plate with my home run swing every day. But together with my producer, Steve Perko, and now writer, Randy Mann, along with Dahlia Ibrahim, Katie Jones, Leonardone, and Daksha Rangan, as well as David Hodge and James Stamos, who both work with me on the podcast video project, we are so much better prepared to tackle 2021, and we can't wait to roll out the new year. All that's left to say right now is, tomorrow is January 1st, 2021. And that is, for me and so many others, the day for NHL hockey as they play their annual Winter Classic outdoor game. Tomorrow, we will look at some of the most incredible weather moments from those games since their first one in Buffalo when the Sabres took on the Pittsburgh Penguins. This day in weather history with me, your host, Chris May, and Happy New Year, everybody.